game. Barnes hits one high. It's a dig. It is out of here. 7.56. Barnes stands alone. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up. It's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown. Send it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Sorry, welcome to the Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, joined by my guy with my guy, Irving Washington. How you doing tonight, brother? I'm chilling. I'm doing the, all right. The Led Zeppelin shirt, dude. I love it. I love it. Before we came on, I was like, Irv, you even know a Led Zeppelin song? And he did, so I'll give him props. You could wear the shirt. Can't be rocking this shirt if I don't know who I'm rocking. Man, you know these kids. I'm not saying you're a kid, but you know how these kids are these days. They just wear a shirt because it's considered vintage, dude. Don't even matter who's on it, bro. And it looks good. Yep. I'm telling you, dude, anytime I'm, like, in public and I see, like, a 16-year-old girl walking, rocking, like, a Nirvana shirt, I'm like, oh, what's your favorite Nirvana song? <laughs> just random, bro. They're like, uh... You know, it's just... I just bought it because it looks good. <clears throat> it is a good shirt. It is a nice shirt. But, man, we have... A, this is an emergency show, so we don't normally do shows on Thursday any longer. But we had this information. It kind of came out a little bit yesterday, but it was more compounded today because we've had time to, like, kind of digest it. And then we heard, we, we heard um, you know, Deion Sanders and Jimbo Fisher kind of react to it. And if you're living under a rock, um, basically what happened was Nick Saban made some comments regarding players getting paid. So I'm going to play a clip real quick. Um, You guys can all take a listen to it. We'll react to it after. Got a lot to talk about for it. So here we go.
All right, so kind of a lot to unpack there. Basically, it all center, centers around the NIL, though. <clears throat> and Irving, as like a, someone that really follows college sports, especially USC, and we're seeing you know Lincoln Riley making an impact right away because of the NIL. You know, I, I do think that Nick Saban made some good points, but him basically like throwing Texas A and M under the bus and shit when this guy's been fucking paying players since. I mean, we all know what's happened, dude. People, uh, that college coach or that high school coach, I forget his name, down in Georgia, literally said he has proof, like he has videos of him and uh, Nick Saban and him and Jim, or um, who's Georgia's head coach? Uh, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. Like videos of them offering money for recruits, right? I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on, on this, on Nick Saban's comments on this? Nick Saban is basically, he's doing three things. Number one, he's snitching because he's feel like he's falling behind and, you know, Alabama pockets isn't that deep, especially when the level field, the playing field is level. Texas has oil money, Texas and him has powerful boosters. So if they can manipulate the rules and use NIL to get top notch players, you just got to figure out how to do the same damn thing Two, He's basically made it because Mark brought this up to me in the in the USC chat and it was a good it was a good point. He's basically telling Alabama's boosters and uh alumni to step their game up and start pouring money into the chest of their NIL stuff so they can keep the players they want to keep home. And three, he's he's just like he's opened up Pandora's box. Like everybody know for years the SEC is the NCAA has turned their back to the SEC playing players. Like, all that college town tradition, all that shit is just, is just banner because we know for a fact players like Percy Harvin, uh, Julio Jones, I could go on and on, the, the, all the O-linemen, D-linemen that they get, you really think they choose to go to these towns because, oh, they're going to prepare me to be an NFL draft pick, da 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 no, yeah. you could if you have the talent, you could go to damn Buffalo. Khalil Mack came from Buffalo. It was a top five pick. If you got the talent, you're gonna go play anywhere, develop, and you if you got a good shot to make it to the next level. Yep. They was going to those schools because they were getting paid. And I know for a fact, I'm not gonna mention his name, but he was a five star about two, two, three years ago. It just got drafted. And I know for a fact there's an SEC school that offered him three hundred K to come to that school and he turned them down. So what basically what Nick Saban is doing, he's basically trying to posture the NCAA to either litigate more NIL, make sure it's like more investigated so boosters aren't doing this because he doesn't want to feel like he's falling behind. And two, he wants Alabama's boosters and alumni to step their game up so he can offer more money for NIL deals and all this other stuff. Because he said about 30 players last year on Alabama got NIL deals and Bryce let them were getting the over a couple a million or a million and a half or two million or something like that. But yeah. basically Saban just opened up Pandora's box and now you got former <laughs> players coming out saying Alabama offered them this much. Sue Cravens, a former five star, said every school east of Texas offered him ten to twenty thousand just to take a visit. So imagine what they was offering to sign with the school. So yep. I think what Saban did, he should have just kept his <clears throat> mouth shut and then just found a way to maneuver through the new format. And the new landscape of college football because it's going to be more of an even playing field. You're not just going to have inherited advantage because you're in the SEC and the NCAA is going to turn their back on y'all because 
y'all weren't rapid for the last 15, 16 years. Yeah. I mean, I always say, like, if if it comes down to, like, money, and players deserve money, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. these players make these institutions billions of dollars. The, the NCAA football is a billion-dollar a year, multi-billion-dollar a year business. And it's a nonprofit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it, these players deserve to make money, dude. Plus, you know, you could be a five-star recruit, and you could have a terrible injury in college and never get paid. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And you were easily a first round draft pick. And we see that happen all the fucking time. You know what I mean? So I think Jalen Smith, he lost about $30 million. Yeah. Because he, he played in a meaningless bowl game, knee. got blocked the wrong way and tore his knee apart. Yep. So I, I think it's, I think it's only players. I've always said players deserve to get paid. You know what I mean? I've known players have gotten paid. Like that's come on, man. Like, we aren't stupid, you know. I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday. And so to me, it's like, okay, now it's legal, right? And now the schools that were benefiting from paying players and like Sue Cravens comes out today and he says, you know what? Pac-12 schools don't pay players because they would get fucking crucified by the NCAA. Whereas like yeah, the NCAA definitely. kind of fucking shrugs it off for the SEC. Mm-hmm. And that could absolutely be true because the SEC has major television deals with ESPN and CBS. Like they have the biggest television money. Like they're, they're cash cow dude in college yeah, football. And, yeah. And, and on top of that, you see the, you see how they pander to get make sure at least one. Now it's basically they making at least two SEC schools in, in the, the top four get, get get to the playoffs. Yep, because that one year Bama made it, even though they lost, they should have never been in the playoff. Yeah, they should have. They wasn't a conference champion. They didn't even win a division yep. that they made it to the playoff. Yeah, and I mean, dude, uh, uh, college football playoffs a whole nother conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could be here for three hours talking about how fucking fraudulent that shit is. But I think the biggest thing around the NIL is I think you're absolutely right because the NCAA is going to step in and they are going to add some kind of language where it's like a school can't directly just pay for a player. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's going to be ways around it still, you know, like um. What's that kid from Jackson State? Like he's getting an NIL deal from yeah, Barstool to, Sports. Uh, Barstool, uh, Travis Hunter. Yeah, and then he even tweeted out, he was like, "Oh, I got a million dollars, but my mom's still staying in the same three bedroom house with five of my siblings. So, where's my million dollars at?" <clears throat> and then another person made a good budget, could a uh, good uh, a good quote too. Like, how could Jackson State Jackson State afford to pay one player a million dollars? Is a football budget even a million dollars a year? Probably not. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's probably, Dion over, brings probably like, yeah, probably like two, three million. But no, but even Dion said he had trouble getting kids to games and buses and scheduling all that because the uh, the budget is the budget needs to be upped and they need more uh, financial support. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest. That's why there's these major institutions that kill at football because they have huge budgets and shit. Yeah, I, but I mean they make a lot of money. You know what I mean? So that's why the schools budget hella money for it. But yeah, uh, and then. You got you got people like let's say for instance Jordan Addison. Yep. We all knew that USC was a big player. He as soon as he entered the portal, he wanted to go to USC, but he had to make it seem like he had other offers on the table and visit other schools because he didn't want to go straight to USC because you got reporters coming out talking about he got a two three million dollar NIL deal, which he got an NIL deal, but it's nowhere near that much. So oh, I mean, it, even if it is, that's good for him, man. Yeah, like that's, that's good for him. Like that's none of uh, yeah. our fucking business, star. Like he is a player. 
I can, if you're in college, you can go fucking intern at Google. You know what I mean? And get paid endless yeah. amounts of money. What, yeah, what's so the difference that. for a guy going to play football? And then another another uh, poster in uh, SSAW is that Elsie Eccles. His, um, his son uh, was at USC. Now he's at Arizona. He said it. He was like, y'all excuse for not paying these players. Their education is free and they get a stipend check, but y'all won't let them work. He was like, okay, get rid of Bryce Young's scholarship and let him keep the proceeds from every jersey sale. Yeah. How much money do you think Bryce Young could make in a year? Oh, dude, he could pay for his own tuition <laughs> 10 times, dude. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like, and it's, 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 just, it's a backwards, archaic-ass system that had to get fixed. Like, these players go out and risk life and limb, and y'all wouldn't give them one red penny. Yep. No, it's messed up, bro. It's absolutely a flawed system, dude, and it's good thing that it's getting fixed. You know what I mean? Like, it's about fucking time. But now you see these guys like Nick Saban who are – it's going to be tougher for them to compete because, you know, if I'm a kid and I'm getting the same amount of money for, in Los Angeles that I am in Tuscaloosa, I'm, you could bet your ass I'm going to fucking yeah, LA, I'm not, dude. I wouldn't even think about going to Tuscaloosa. <clears throat> and on top of that, you got to think, he, uh, first it was, they was complaining about the transfer portal. Oh, it's too easy. These kids shouldn't be able to just up and leave when they want and be immediately eligible. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But a coach could tell a kid that just signed with him two weeks ago, oh, I'm I'm at this university for the foreseeable future, da 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 da, da. And as soon as another school come rolling in with a bigger offer, a better offer, a, a better location, that coach is gone and the kid is asked out because he already signed his national letter of intent. Yep. So giving the players more power is the way college football should always be. Yep. So <clears throat> I, I – uh, when Nick Saban, that just totally hit me out of left field as much as he gets away with and going to continue to get away with. And, dude, you won seven national championships. Yeah. How greedy can you be? Well, I mean, that's how he makes money, dog. That's his legacy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's his bread and butter. He's trying to make sure everybody forgets about his time in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's been long forgotten. Uh, and then on top of that, it was a – a quarterback he got a couple of years ago. His whole family moved to Alabama. Who to him? Yeah, and you think they was living in a, a, a shack or no? They was sitting pretty. Who was that kid that was from Washington? That the linebacker who all of a sudden, or he, I'm sorry, he was from Nevada, and then he he yeah. signed a letter to play for Washington, Washington, and then, and then he goes to Alabama, and all of a sudden his dad's a coach. Yeah, no, his dad, his dad has a law firm <clears throat> down there now or some shit like that. Like, they basically hooked him up with a lawyer job or something like that. His name was Ali K.O. He was with Washington the whole spring, the half of summer. Yep. Then out of nowhere, it's just, oh, family emerged. Family, uh, family difficulties, and he's transferred to Alabama. <sighs> you know he got the bag. Come on, oh, man. Yeah. But it's plain and simple. It's yep. not that hard to look at it and tell. <clears throat> and even when other schools was doing it, and they had even a little inkling that, oh, they might be paying players or players getting improper benefits. You get USC down there gets the death penalty. Miami with the so-called pay-for-play and the boat trips and all SMU. this. SMU. Yeah, SMU got the death penalty. And they was only giving players like an extra $150, $200 a week. Like, yeah. man, it's just, it's all. And then, and it's not like this just start happening. You got cases going way back to the 80s, 90s. Of SCC players getting paid and nobody doing nothing about it. Yep. 
unfortunate, man. The ins- Cam Newton dad came out and said it. Oh, yeah, I took 180000 from a Texas a booster, but my son was never going to that school. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. It's big business, man. Yeah, ain't no, no yeah. way that you could be successful year in and year out. You think these schools are just – do you think these kids are just picking a school because they love that school? Who was a there was there was a basketball player's dad that just came out too I forget who it was, but they, he said like that you know he was given money by universities just to visit I forget who it was dude I'm not surprised bro you got the player think, was man. it was someone it was fuck dude look at that Louisville shit it, it what's the name is gonna be right back coaching pretty well you're not he is already back coaching yeah he's coaching Iona yeah so. Come on now, man. Well, I mean, Iona's a, in the A ten. That's a small school, dude. Yeah, but he has he he, he got Division one offers and turned them down. Yep, because <clears throat> he's flying under the radar right now. Because the second he gets hired by a, a big university, you know the fucking smear campaign that's already gonna yeah. start and shit. Exactly. So this is man, it's big business. Nick Saban just need to shut the fuck up and let let the good times roll. You had your moment. You had. Plenty of years where you're the only guy that had that inherited advantage, bro. So let other let others get a slice of the pie. Like, don't be greedy. Don't start being trying to be a whistleblower and say we need this. We need. Well, he that can't even whistleblow. He's gonna throw himself. He's throwing himself <laughs> under the bus already, dude. You know what I mean? That's true. He's trying to whistleblow, but he just opened up Pandora's box. Like, bro, we've known for years that SEC players get paid under the table. Yep. Shit's hella funny. He sees the writing on the wall, dude. That he's not exactly. gonna be able to uh be as competitive. Or I shouldn't say as competitive. He'll still be competitive, obviously. Yeah, but still be competitive no matter the dominance what, isn't gonna be the same. Yeah, the dominance the, the 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 talent is spreading out. It's going it's not just Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, LSU. and Ohio State no more. You got Texas and Miami you just got Mario Cristobal. He's gonna recruit and get good talent each and every year he's had to, he got to upgrade his uh his uh in-game coaching if he wants to win something of significance but that's a totally different story as far as he's money is concerned upgrade how he picks his starters dude <laughs> yeah. as far as as far as money is concerned nil is not going nowhere these players went way too long without legally getting paid now that they can legally get paid they're going to take advantage of every opportunity and they only and they deserve it yep Come on now, you got you going to you walk into any college town with that hundred thousand dollars. I mean that hundred over a hundred thousand fans could be there, and you see at least a good twenty, thirty thousand wearing your jersey with your name on the back of it, and you don't see not one penny from it. What sense does that make? Yeah, none at all. It's crazy. <laughs> These are about to be rich, man. Rich in college. I'm rich, bitch. I just wish they had it back in the day when Reggie Bush and Matt Liner and all in was at USC. Oh, yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> but now SC's going to be back, baby. Oh, yeah, we, we we stacking up. I just hope we need to get, I say, two more defensive linemen, probably another linebacker, and we're going to be set. We're going to be good to go. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to bring up uh, another thing because, you know, Irving's a big Dodger fan. Um Juan Soto rumored to be on the trade market. Are the Dodgers going to be interested? I would say they are because they're going. We throw our name in the hat for pretty much every big free, uh, big trade asset, and we always we've pulled off a big trade what three years in a row now. 
Yeah. Three, four years in a row. And we I know we just got Freddie Freeman, but if you look at the Dodgers roster, a lot of money have come in. A lot of money's coming off the books in the next two years. The only real long-term commitments we have is right now is Freddie and Mookie. So the only drawback to going after Juan Soto, Dodgers don't like giving up their top prospects like that. Yeah. And if you look at our top five right now, three out of five are pitchers. So and, and your, then you, your pitching staff is in need too. Exactly. Then you got to think that they have big paydays coming up for people like Walker Bueller. Yep. I think Urias is going to be due for a contract pretty soon. Then Dustin May is going to be coming down the pipe in about another two, three years. Even with that injury history, he might not have to break him off big time, but he's still going to command a nice salary if he continue to pitch like he's been pitching. So I'll say he's definitely a possibility, but it also depends on what the Dodgers are going to have to give up. Because on top of that, you trading all this talent away from him. That dude is he turned it's reported he turned down a three hundred and fifty million dollar extension from the Nationals. So you that's minimum what you're gonna have to give him. Oh dude, he's a four million hundred million dollar player, bro. Yeah, so I'm thinking and Scott Boris is his agent, so he's getting at least three seventy five, four hundred million minimum. Easy. Easy. This and he's only twenty three. Cause Aaron Judge is gonna get paid this offseason. And I would take Juan Soto fucking 25 days out of seven days a week over Aaron yeah, Judge. Over Aaron, and Aaron Judge is a great player, you know what I mean? But I'm still, like, that's how good Juan Soto is. Juan Soto, it's him and Trout for the two best players in baseball, in my opinion. And then Acuna, Acuna when he's healthy, he's up there, too. I'll still take Juan Soto. Yeah, I'll take Juan Soto, and plus he was a leading, he was a leading catalyst to winning a World Series at, what, 19, 20 years old? Yeah, so, dude, that kid is yeah. just a gifted yeah. hitter, bro. Like, yeah, he's special. Kids like that don't come around very often, dude. At all, you know. So I, I would, I would give up a lot for Juan Soto, but I agree. Like, I don't think the Dodgers are going to give part with their top prospects. Plus, I think they are in dire need of pitching more than they are a hitter. As good as Juan yeah. Soto is, dude, you know what yeah. I mean. And you know, Aaron Judge becomes a free agent. And the thing with the Dodgers is, a lot of your best hitters are left-handed. The Dodgers yeah, could need, use a right-handed bat. We definitely need a right-handed bat. Now, Judge, I don't know how much salary he's going to command, but that would mean Bellinger probably has to go because Mookie would have to get moved to center. Judge would play right field if he, if the Dodgers was to go after him, and hypothetically speaking, which I don't think we will. And then we just re-signed Chris Taylor, so I don't know if we want to trade him just right away like that. So I would have Chris Taylor play center field, or I would even have Gavin yeah. Lux play center field. And Gavin be fucking up on defense. I'm about ready to trade his ass. It's yeah, but he was good in the he was good in the outfield in the playoffs last year. He was like one of your better yeah, better he, players. He, he made a couple mistakes, but I don't know. Sometimes that dude just forgets how to play defense, and it's bad and inconsistent enough for me to look to look past that. So. If we do got to trade for Juan Soto, hopefully they won't Gavin Lux ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely are going to want Diego Cartea. No, they just got Kiebert. So, remember, we traded Kiebert to them last year for uh, Turner and Scherzer. So, they probably would want Amaya, Pages, Bobby Miller, Andy Bush, because Bush is an outfielder. So, they'll probably want a, a top outfield prospect to replace Soto like we had to give a Verdugo in the Mookie trade. So, that probably would they have some some type of framework like that. We'll probably give up a couple, a couple pitchers, definitely a top outfielder, and they probably go one one of our best infield prospects. And that'll probably be Bush, Amaya, and then I forgot the other guy name. The, the, the pages. I don't know what I forgot. 
But That's I know they probably would definitely want Jacob Amaya because that dude looks like he's gonna be a beast. But I'd rather give up Lux and keep him. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually not how it works, so no, the Dodgers. Yeah, I think that, right. that dude hit almost like a five hundred foot home run not too long ago. Yeah, there's rumors that the the Blue Jays could get him. In yeah, Blue Jays. I see. If I was to pick like a top four or teams that he might go to to be the Dodgers, maybe the Yankees, but they would have to include more like major league talent because I don't think they would want to part with Jason Dominguez. So, no, nah, they. Definitely I'll see. Won't. I'll say. I'll say Yankees. Dodgers, Blue Jays, the Rays have a good farm system, but they're not known for making those type of trades. They're not so even paying four hundred mil. Yeah, and now, yeah, they bear. They just gave Wander Franco. They got a steal with him, giving him all that money, but he's not having the uh, the year I thought he would have. But he got plenty of time to get it together. Man, they gotta get uh I mean, the Blue Jays. If I'm the Blue Jays, bro, I'm I'm making whatever deal they want for Juan Soto because that offense is fucking atrocious, dude. They're hitting under 185 with runners in scoring position, and that's literally the guy that would change that. Because yeah. then you have pre- protection behind fucking Vlad Guerrero Jr. or vice versa. You have Vlad has protection. You know what I mean? But the Blue Jays lineup is fucking broken because Teoscar Hernandez is not hitting well. And last year he raked, you know what I mean? He like, he was top five in OPS in the AL last year. And this year he's hitting like 170, dude, just awful stuff. So it's, I think the Blue Jays are the prime example. Like the Blue Jays are a a team that is, can play, make the world series. They have one major issue. And that issue is hitting with runners in scoring position, dude. Yeah, Cause at first it pitching started off shaky, but that done rounded in the shape and they hit Yeah. They hadn't been atrocious. Dude, it's shout been out awful. to Dylan though. Shout out to Dylan. Good luck to your Blue Jays. They've been and what is Spr- and what is Springer doing, bro? That contract looking terrible now. Well, Springer's honestly one of their better players, dude. <laughs> if- oh, okay. Because when I when I watched them, the, well, I watched them one series. They was playing the. Uh, it was the Yankees. It was when uh, Vlad hit those three home runs and nobody else did shit. Bro. I don't think Vlad's hit a home run since, dude. <laughs> That's that's all bad. No, nah, he's hit it like one or two, but that's about it, dude. <laughs> Garrett Cole, no sticky tack. Well, the 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 biggest thing is, is like Bobachet. I think he was a little overrated. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, people were like, I, sh- I shouldn't say people. The Blue Jays are basically assuming like he's going to be a All Star year in and year out. I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he had a great year, but he's not an elite defensive shortstop. He has a weak ass fucking arm. What and about Abigio? What are he doing? He's he's been hurt this year. Oh damn! But he's like average though. He's again, he's not like a, a all star type player. And then they lost Marcus Simeon. Not that Simeon's playing great this year, but they lose Marcus Simeon, and he was he was great in their lineup. And that, yeah, but you know, but they weren't finna pay him two hundred million, right? Then that's how much he got from the Rangers, right? Probably more than that. He probably got is that he probably got hella paid. <laughs> but he's stinking it up this year. So is Corey Seager for that. Yeah, matter. Corey Seager. Well, I'm glad. And it's crazy because I think the Dodgers offered him like 260, 270. No way. I was telling Ben in the beginning of the year because we're when we were previewing the fucking divisions and doing the over under futures. Like I took the under on the on the Rangers and I was like, bro, there's no way this team's gonna be good. A, they can't pitch for shit. They don't have like <laughs> a good starter at all. And B Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon both have like all this pressure on them because they got yeah. way overpaid, and that team around those two is not good. Yeah, terrible. I think DJ Peters is probably their best outfielder. 
and he was like a throwaway on the Dodgers. <laughs> the Dodgers also they got you Darvish from him from them, remember? And uh, yeah. they traded a couple prospects, but I don't think any of them really ever panned out. Not in the no, remember they traded you. I think he went from the Rangers to the Cubs first. Oh, was it? Yeah. Who did they get from the Rangers? I I don't know. I didn't. I forgot to even look at that trade. But I know he went from the Rangers to the Cubs, and from the Cubs to the Dodgers. I'm trying to think of who they fucking traded for from the Rangers. That was a yeah. few years ago, though. So fucking time has changed. Moved on. <laughs> uh, but man, Dodgers things are looking up. Got the Phillies tomorrow, Irvin. Oh yeah, they just beat our ass, so we owe them. Uh, we owe them some get back. Urias on the mound tomorrow. I think. Uh, forget who they're last. Playing. The last time he pitched against the Phillies, he got he got he got whooped. Yeah, the interesting thing about the Phillies though is like they're, they're hot and cold. Yeah, they're very hot and cold, and they also are up and down, especially in fucking pitching, dude. Like, yeah, their their bullpen is like. One of the worst yeah, bullpens so, in yeah, baseball. Yeah, some of those games they left the starter left with like a four or five run lead against the Dodgers. Two it is three it is later. It's a it's, one run game or it's tied yeah, or the Dodgers yeah. up. So they yeah, basically have to rely on scoring like six runs a game, dude. <laughs> yeah, that bullpen, that bullpen is terrible. That's a tough way to play, dude. That's a tough way to play. Um, yeah. shit. And yeah, NL, NL West is looking pretty tough though, man. Every. <clears throat> Uh, uh, all the teams got a winning record except for uh, Diamondbacks don't anymore. The Diamondbacks, yeah. I don't think the Rockies do anymore either. Oh damn, they under five hundred now. Yeah, man. The Diamondbacks been... lost like six in a row, and then uh, fucking Rockies, dude. They cannot beat the Giants for the fucking life of them, dude. <laughs> if the Giants could play the... the Rockies every day, bro, the Giants would be undefeated. I'm They've been hitting you. a lot of overs lately, though. Who the Rockies? Yeah, yeah, because the ball's fucking flying in cores finally <laughs> again, dude. Bro, I'm telling you, the Rockies were like hitting the under sixty, like two percent, coming into their last home stand when the Royals came mm-hmm. to town, and then now they're every game is like fifteen runs or more, dude. It's fucking yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I was looking at one of their games not too long ago. I think the final score was like eleven to nine or twelve to nine. Bro, they had like Those a fifteen were... to ten game the other day against Damn. the Royals. Insanity, yeah. dude. Oh, so the Rockies and the Diamondbacks under five hundred now. Rockies is eighteen and nineteen. Diamondbacks is nineteen and twenty-one. Yeah, the Diamondbacks hit a nice hot streak offensively, and now they've cooled off again. They have good starting yeah. pitching, though. Yeah, that dude Zach Gallon. Should the Dodgers need to get him? Dude, that would take a haul because he has three years of arbitration left, so he's under club yeah. control. Send send Bellinger home and get and send, throw Lux in there too, and then give him like a a B level prospect. They'll take it. Nah, you need more than that. That guy's a he's nice, bro. Have they, you watched him pitch? Yeah, they front office is shitty, bro. So they'll 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 fuck it up somehow, some way. Man, have you watched Gallon pitch though? Have you like? I've watched him pitch one time. That when you was when you brought him up for the Cy Young thing. Then he pitched like the next day or two. That dude, I I have not seen a guy that accurate in so long, dude. Like I think it was a seven or eight inning shutout. I was like, damn, yeah, this dude is a beast. (laughs) He's like he has like Matt Greg Maddox type accuracy, bro. Like because he doesn't throw very hard. He just like he pinpoints, dude. Everything is like on the black, dude. Like I've never seen a guy just like that accurate pitching. Then he then he got that movement on his off speed stuff, and that shit's nasty. 
Bro, I always remember hearing um, fucking, what's his name? Um, There's a fucking pitcher that was the uh, play-by-play. Not Hershiser. John Smoltz. He always says, if you could, if you could spot your fastball, you're basically unhittable because everything moves off your fastball. Because if a batter has to be prepared for like 90, even 92 on the black, right? He has to be able to swing. And then if you drop a curveball in there and he even remote, if he thinks for a split second, that could be a fastball and he has to swing at that. He's fucking he no chance he's three feet ahead of that. He's a three feet ahead of that curveball. Yeah, my boy Zach Gallen, future Dodger. Bro, future Oakland Athletic. Damn, his ERA is 1.14. <laughs> Dude, and that's only because he gave up like three runs in the fifth inning today. Yeah, damn. Before that, it was 0.95. Dude, he's so nice, dog. Tell and me. he's only... He's like 26, I think. 26? Yes. I mean, he got another, at least easy another 10 years in his prime. <sighs> And the way he throws, like, because he doesn't throw hard, dude. That guy's going to be yeah, able to so pitch till he's, like, 40. Yeah. So, you don't got to worry about injuries and all, like, over overextending his, his arm. Well, that's the thing, that. though, is he's had a lot of injuries the last few years, dude. He hasn't pitched a full season. He's never pitched a full season. Damn, hopefully he can stay healthy. Man. But, like, last year he had, like, an ankle injury. So, it's like – oh. and, as a pitcher, like, that's tough because you have to, like, land on your ankle. Yeah, you you got to land I mean? on your ankle and use it to push off – so damn, he was with Miami first. Yeah, bro. Basically, yeah. trade him for nothing too. <laughs> yeah, shit. Why the Dodgers didn't get him? Because he was hurt. Well, it don't matter, man. We, 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 the we good thing about his injuries, though, is like his injuries are different every year. So I yeah, guess that's not like his a, arm. Yeah. As long as he's not having like a whole bunch of arm and shoulder and elbow injuries. Yeah, no, he'll it's pitch, like he'll be all right. It's like weird injuries, like freak injuries, bro. <laughs> like shit like, that yeah. normally doesn't happen. <laughs> Like Johan Santana start getting all the weird, crazy ass injuries. Well, that dude throws hell. He threw crazy, fucking threw yeah. that changeup all the time, bro. And when you throw yeah. a changeup, your arms full full speed. <laughs> you know. But his first <clears throat> three four years, that dude's nasty, bro. <laughs> Same with the other dude that pitched with him, fucking um, Felix Hernandez. No, nah, not Felix. No, 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 no. He was with the. He was with the. He was with the Mariners. Uh, Francis, is it Francisco? His last name starts with an L. Oh my God, bro! Uh, Why? You know what else had crazy torque? Tim Lincecum. Remember, he was a beast, but then his arm just totally gave out on him. Who? Lincecum? Yeah. Well, that that dude threw hella funny too. Yeah, him and Barry Zito. Barry Zito is one of my favorite pitchers. Till he went to them trash ass Giants. Bro, I fuck, dude. I was so mad when he went there, bro. <laughs> you don't even know, dog. Francisco Liriano. I was fucking. Oh, close. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was pretty good too. He was nasty, bro. And uh, Barry Zito, got, when he signed that deal with the Giants, because I knew that season, two thousand six, A's win the AL West. Barry Zito, third in Cy Young. I knew we were gonna lose him, bro. Like there was no chance we were gonna re-sign him. It was a wrap. But for yeah, him to crazy. choose a fucking Giants, because I thought he was going to go to the Angels, to be honest, which I would have hated even more. That curveball was crazy. That's nasty. It was very, it was so nice, dude. <laughs> dude, it was so nice. And the one good thing the A's did was when they traded Tim Hudson and Mark Mulder, they kept Zito, who I do feel was the better pitcher. I mean, Hudson had some good years too, but Zito way more dominant. Also, you know where Barry Zito went to college? 
no idea. USC, UCLA? USC, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. We got some dogs. Well, our best pitcher ever is Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, baby. Mark McGuire. Fucking, dude, USC. Now they're... Their baseball team is actually getting good again, finally. Yeah, I know. It's actually getting good. But with all this NIL and stuff, hopefully – well, baseball not a revenue sport, but somehow they could just funnel some money into baseball. It's getting get bigger, back. though, college baseball. Yeah. yeah, get us back to the level we used to be. I remember, yeah. I, I, I think one back in the day, they won like, what, like five or six in a row? Bro, they were, they were hella good. The thing with yeah. college baseball, though, is like West Coast teams have a, a, such a big advantage because that's where like 90% of baseball players come from in America – Especially yeah. L.A., dude. So, like, UCLA is always good, too. Like, fucking uh, Garrett Cole came from there. Trevor Bauer. They always have a good team. Brandon Crawford went to UCLA. Brandon Crawford, yeah. Uh, who else? Um, uh, uh, Chase Utley. All those. Mm-hmm. It's a nice team. But I'm going to get you out of here. You got you look fucking tired as shit. I'll be all right. You know, just got to power through. Power through, baby. But I definitely had to get you on here. We had to talk about that Nick Saban shit, dude. That shit is absolutely insane. Yeah, Nick Saban just—he's a—he should. I think low key that might it might stick with him. It might tarnish his legacy a little bit. Like, bro, you the biggest benefactor of players getting paid, and you try to call out a university because they got a number one recruiting class over you. Like, <laughs> get get the fuck out of here. I can see if no, they did beat him too. But you, that was bro. Y'all still. Almost won another national championship. Yep. Like, come on now, Pete. Car- I mean, not Pete Carroll. Uh, Nick Saban, suck it up, old Saint Nick. Old Saint Nick, dude. <laughs> he's, just, he's a greedy fucking bastard. <laughs> All right, well, make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Devour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to fucking leave your house. Straight on an app. Tap room promo code tap room to Vower. Do it for Irving Washington. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, I will be back Sunday night with Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson to recap the weekend and look ahead to Monday. My uh my PGA championship pick is not looking good. So if you tailed me, I'm sorry. Hopefully, I'm going with Tiger Woods. Uh he, he might not make the cut, Irv. He's like plus uh-huh. three fifty to make the cut right now. Oh damn, come on, Tiger. Well, dude, he's working his way back, dude. I know. Yeah, that accident was crazy. Plus, he's old, too. So yeah, he's a lot older. It's crazy. His body went through a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, a lot of wear. It's crazy to think that, though, because <laughs> like, I grew up watching Tiger, and he was like a god to me and shit. But we, I will see y'all on, on Sunday, and I'll be back with Irving on Monday. Uh, next Monday, we'll be we'll be talking about... Uh, uh, we got more NFL futures we're talking about. That's what we're going to do. And then we're also going to talk about the NBA game. Maybe some NHL. So we'll be back on Monday. Y'all have a great fucking weekend. Enjoy the Preakness. Enjoy the PGA Championship. Enjoy the fucking uh, Javante Davis fight. Irving, yes, who do you sir. got winning that? Uh, Davis is going to knock his ass out within nine rounds. Under, yeah. So you're going under nine and a half rounds. Yeah, under nine rounds. So I think Javante is like a minus like 1,000 favorite. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's yeah, so, so that super mean, bro, he's like a what, nine to one favorite, ten to one favorite? Ten to one, basically, yeah. He's he's yeah. way up there, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not, that's either going to be all bad or all good. It, it's going to definitely be all bad. <laughs> so, under nine and a half rounds, we're taking. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all later. We're getting the fuck out of here. Y'all have a beautiful night. Have a beautiful weekend. Peace.